Welcome to episode 15 of Talking Element. Today, we are discussing week five of the third wheel, Misunderstanding the Spirit. And the, today's message is called Mission of the Spirit. Uh, we actually have a special guest today. Aaron and I are joined by someone named Hillary Colvin. Hi. Hi. Uh, Hillary and I started dating a couple weeks ago, and I thought since most people aren't around to meet her in person. I was, I was wondering how you're going to segue this. This would be a fun <laughs> way. I was wondering. A fun way to introduce uh, Element to Hillary. Yes. Hillary, this is Element. Hello. Uh, Element looks like five Hello. cameras. I know. <laughs> Wonderful. They're so nice. They don't say anything. Yeah. I know. They don't talk back. Non-judgmental. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Hillary, would you mind just taking a couple minutes and, and talking about yourself, introducing yourself? Um, I am the oldest of eight children very large family, um, had a lot of responsibility growing up. So I am a crisis counselor at a local high school, and I've been at that school. What does a crisis counselor do? Okay, so... Um, like, like, if I was a kid, how would I get, in, like, when would you step into my life? Like, what <laughs> would I be doing to have you, like, show up and be like, dude? So any type of stress that a student is experiencing, it could be um, maybe they just got a job and they need help balancing their time with work or oh, school, okay. or it could be extreme like um, they're having suicidal ideations or getting abused at home. Um, there's a crisis pregnancy, gang involvement, and everything in between. Um, I've been attending Church Your Life for, I think, about 11 and a half years now. Wow, since Element was born. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's been my home. I started there when we began a Celebrate Recovery there. Oh, okay. So I, I helped to start up that um, as part of the leadership team. And I just felt home instantly mm-hmm. um, with the people there. And um, I really enjoy hiking and board games and card games. Well, so, so, do you like hiking? <laughs> Uh, we've been on a hike. Well, it was a wike. <laughs> hike. It was a wike. It was a walk. Uh, well, before we get too much further into it, Aaron, would you mind recapping the message? So today what we're talking about is the mission of the Spirit in the world. In the last four weeks, we've talked about what the Spirit really does inside the church. And today we're looking at what He does really outside the church, how He brings people to faith in Christ. And if you are a person who believes in Jesus, essentially that's a work of the Spirit. You have had interaction with the Holy Spirit, even if you don't think you ever have, because the Holy Spirit is the one that brought you to faith in Christ. And what Jesus says is the Holy Spirit comes and will convict the world of three things, of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. And sin is really who we think we are apart from Christ. Righteousness is Christ's righteousness over us. And judgment means of how Christ rules and reigns over our lives. And so he brings all these things together into how we live out our lives in the world around us. So, Hillary, you, coming from Church for Life, coming from uh, a little bit of a different background than Element, mm-hmm. would you mind sharing if you an experience with the Spirit? Oh, one coming to mind is, uh, it, it was after a Sunday morning service, and so I was the, I, I led our prayer and intercessor team for a while, and there was this young girl that came in, um, she had, she kind of been coming back and forth to our church. Um, and she'd come in and she needed some prayer. She didn't really say what for. Um, and the Holy spirit just downloaded into me like a very specific word for her about like, she's supposed to go into the red cross Mm -hmm. and God made her to like work in the medical field and all this other stuff. And 
as I was praying, like speaking those things and praying those things over her, she just started bawling because she was literally praying about that that morning. Mm. I don't know. Either people don't know yet about themselves. Like sometimes when I'm praying for somebody, um, like the Holy Spirit will reveal like the root of something. Mm. Um, I am constantly dependent on the Holy Spirit at work (laughs) um, to just guide me in the conversation that I have with students. Um, Just, and then sometimes they'll just be talking and then one little thing that they'll say will stand out to me. And so then I come back to that or I'll just ask them questions and they'll just be like, how do you know that? I'm just really good at my job. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I've been talking to people in in my office about different things and certain things that come up. Like, I mean, there, and I, and I tell the story because it was just so strong. It was so off the wall this one time. I'm talking to this couple. They're having a lot of issues. And I swear God just goes, ask him if he's been abused. And I go, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, and I just keep talking about some other stuff. And again, ask him if he's Mm -hmm. been abused. No. That's just weird. You know, we're not even near that. We're not. And finally I go, I go I'm sorry. Uh, I, have you ever been abused like this, like sexually abused? And everything just stopped. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he, starts, and he starts crying. He, mm-hmm. goes, he goes, yeah. And I was actually able to get him to connect to somebody who could work awesome. through some of those things with him. Listening and obeying. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> those are just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask him this. Okay, I listen. <laughs> it's half the battle. I really don't want it's to. It's all crying. You're moving to. on. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit does that. I think it's it's being open enough to listen. And sometimes it's as simple as you need to pray for them right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but I really need to go. <laughs> you need to mm-hmm. not go. You need to pray for them right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, so going to your message, you talked about how there's there's the conviction in the three areas: sin, righteousness, which is Christ's provision, and judgment. Uh, Which is coming rule over everything. Yep, coming under Jesus' rule and reign. Um, so I wanted to segue that, segue that into the, the question you put in the middle of the message mm-hmm. of how has the Spirit of God dealt with you in terms of conviction? Do you have a time when, when, when the Spirit convicted of those three? So of your sin, of your wrongdoing, of, of, God's, of Christ's righteousness... Uh, that that he paid the provision. So it's not that we have to work it off. So I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we fall into that. I did this wrong. I'm I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have to somehow work off that mm-hmm. conviction mm-hmm. when true conviction is understanding there's nothing I can do, right. but it's been paid for mm-hmm. by the blood of Christ. Yeah, so here, here so, so for me, um, I would say it's it's much easier for me to understand judgment concerning sin and then the rule and the reign of Christ. And it's that thing of Christ's provision over me that always seems to be the hard part. And that's really because of my own personal self-esteem issues and things like that. Like, I get that Christ rules and reigns. I, I want to follow him. I do, yes, okay. And I get that my sin is terrible. But, you know, it's that, like like Mary, I, how could he use me? Why does he want me? Like, why am I in the position I am at Element? You know, does God not realize I'm a total freaking idiot? <laughs> does he not get it? That's And so... For me, it's it's the long road of getting to the place of trusting the provision mm-hmm. of that. And even though that's that's the core of the gospel, right? But it's the trusting the provision. I understand God's sovereignty and His reigning and rule and living underneath that. But if I don't live in the provision of it, then it's only legalism. And so I have to live in the provision of His righteousness in the middle of it. And yes, and there are times that I, I will be in a place where I think I'll be just really down about something that I've done or said. 
And then on the back side of it, you, you get, I don't know, I get to a place where I have to understand his righteousness spoken over me, and that's the righteousness that I have, and that pulls me out of that because it stops my eyes from being focused on me, and my eyes focus on him because it's his righteousness and not mine. So I understand what you're saying. You have a hard time with uh, the conviction of Christ's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like I have any right to be righteous. Mm-hmm. And I don't, obviously, but, but God lays his righteousness upon me, which is his choice. He gets to do it. And I don't get to say, how dare you make me righteous in your sight? I, it's something that, that you live in and trust. And that's why, you know, that's why our, our faith and facts both come before our feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, the facts are he has said this by faith, not mustering up enough of belief, but by faith, by trust in what he has said, I will live that way. And then my feelings have to come third behind everything else because my feelings are always going to lead me astray. So it's a reshaping of your identity. Yeah. And, and so then how do, you, how do you understand what he's saying and to trust him? Well, I think that's where, that's where I'd start to, you have to live at that point in, in faith and trust. And I, I, I always hate saying the word faith sometimes because in our culture we just think it's mustering up belief. But the word faith literally means trust. And, and I think that when you fill those places where I don't want to move forward, I'm too unworthy, you trust and you start to walk even when you don't feel like it. You don't huddle in a ball and wait till you feel better. You get up and you start trusting in what he has said. Mm. And your feelings eventually will come in line. Maybe not right away, but they do. And it's, you know, it's kind of like that, that prosecution, right? On the Mission Impossible, and I've broken my leg. And it's like, you're not going to die here. No, I'd really rather die here. The bomb goes off. I will have no more pain. It'll be much better. But he's like, no. And they, <laughs> and they prosecute you by picking you up and making you run along with them to get away from the explosion. And that's, that's part of trusting in what God is doing. It hurts to get up and limp and walk when you are hurting, but it's still the thing that we are called to do. And then also why we need community and family and gospel community around us because those are the time we need other people the most but it's also the time that we don't want to share what's going on with us the most Mm -hmm. oh i failed in this way Mm -hmm. you're going to judge me not that they would even really judge you it's just we just we just feel so alone and don't think anybody should have to walk us through our garbage um so there was a leader leaders in my church and things uh, have you ever heard frog in a boiling pot? Yep. Like it's a slow fade, mm-hmm. right? With sin and, and all that stuff. We had, you know, there was a big group of us that had gotten pretty close and we were leading together. And um, there was just looking back, you could kind of see that slow fade. But when you're in the middle of it, it's really hard to see mm-hmm. sometimes. These people had led a lot of people into sin. Mm-hmm. And... Um, maybe in one of them. And so what the Holy Spirit did with me when all of that came out, um, I, there's a lot of people that was, that were angry, um, because they had used their leadership to like manipulate and, and everything. I had realized what I had done was wrong and they didn't force me to do that. Mm. Was I manipulated? Yes. Mm. They're going to be held accountable for that. But right. I'm held accountable for my attitude and my actions and my sin. Mm. And I, I had this moment where I had to decide, okay, I believe the gospel for myself. Mm. I believe that God has forgiven my sins mm. 
and I believe it for other people and I need to believe it for them too. Mm. And that gave me the power to be able to forgive them. And um, it, it helped me to realize like, okay, I wasn't reading my Bible as much as I mm. should be. I wasn't actually going to God with the things that they were mm. sharing with me. I was looking more towards them as my leaders mm. rather than God himself. Mm. I realized, okay, I believe the gospel for myself. I believe it for them too. And then God gave me the grace to forgive them. And then I was just like, all right, Hillary, like you, you're held accountable for your own junk, right? <laughs> so, um, turn things around and I was free from that so quickly. Mm-hmm. And there are still people to this day that are still caught up in that. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be free and believe what the Bible says and forgiveness is a gift and the Holy Spirit was given to us. Mm-hmm. Um, to convict us of things. Well, it's, it's because when we think of the word conviction, we always think of it in a negative way. But, I mean, that word conviction is he will, you know, when, when we are convicted of something, we're, it's like we're convinced. Yes. You know, and so we're, we're convinced of what our sin is. We are convinced yeah. of his righteousness spoken over us. We're convinced that he rules. That's what the conviction brings, that convincing. Yes. And I, I think too often we just think of the word convicting as a negative thing and it mm-hmm. can be a good thing. Yeah. Especially in light of his righteousness and mm-hmm. his judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are positive things. Right. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Even the conviction of sin is a positive thing mm-hmm. because it's it's having us see who we are without him and the things we run to without him. I really appreciate this quote in here. Does the thought of Jesus dying on the cross so thrill you that it gives you the cor- courage to face, face anything? Can you shake off fears when you think about it? Does it comfort you no matter what's happening? And so I wanted to ask you guys those. How, how would you respond if asked that directly? It depends on where my focus is at the time. And that's gospel community. That's where it's important for someone else to remind you of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind isn't steers back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, sometimes I get stuck in all the little things and the details, um, especially being a mama, a foster mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> It's so good to have people in my life that remind me of the truth and what's what really are the important things in life. Those people, they keep me out of the gutter and keep me, you know, focused towards the goal. And uh, going back to the question, I think for me, I, um, I the thrill you I, those word that wording is really like I don't think in times like that I, I'm thrilled by it. I think I think the work of Christ can feel mundane in mm. the sense of I know. I know it, like I'm a professional, but like maybe because it's not new, new, like it, I, the, I don't know if it thrills me and it should thrill me. Absolutely. It, it, every moment of every day, it should thrill me. But uh, so last thing, um, and really the, the crux of the message, the Holy Spirit's mission is to bring people to salvation. And um, it is a work that is done inside of us. And if we're Christians, that work is, is hap- has happened and is happening. Um, and then he invites us to join the mission uh, to help bring others uh, to salvation. Um, and so I kind of wanted uh, to look at the outward. Um, how how do you feel like you've partnered with the Spirit to bring others to salvation? Um, and and what does that mission look like? Uh, well, I, I think it kind of goes back to a little what you said at the beginning too. It's that, you know, the, the, the Spirit is working and we are really, are, are we listening? Are we going to obey what he says? And that's the thing. I think the Spirit is already working in the world, and we partner with him as we listen, and, and we obey where he's calling us. Do you think it's our job to convict 
uh, of sin, righteousness, and, and judgment? No, nope. Jesus said it's the Spirit's job. So what? It doesn't mean that we can't, when we prosecute a friend and say, hey, this is going to destroy your life. But even in saying that, it's God's Spirit is the one that's going to do the job in their heart of the conviction of what that actually is. Mm-hmm. This is like what I, what I was talking about on Sunday morning when I, when I said when, when you want to pray for someone else who completely agrees with you, you can never enter another person's heart. Only Jesus can, you know, through the Spirit. And so that's why when we pray for others, we're praying that that's what he, that he does his work because we're not going to change their hearts. He's mm-hmm. the only one that can go there. We're hearing from the Spirit. We're filled with the Spirit. And then out of that comes truth and then all the fruits of the Spirit. Just definitely like this Holy Spirit working in me and, and just be more patient, you know, where I wasn't. And then that's a, like a testimony to other people of the Spirit's work in my life. It's not this like, lovey-dovey thing (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. not it's not all you know rose-colored glasses stuff it's like real life stuff that we're dealing with so for you we hope and pray that you will be thrilled by the work of christ that you will come to a better understanding of conviction of your sin of jesus's righteousness and ultimately his judgment his rule and reign over your life and if you need anybody to help walk that with, uh, to understand it a little better, to discuss it, please reach out to us if you don't have anybody. Um, and we would be happy to connect you with someone uh, who will gladly speak truth into your life um, and hopefully vice versa. Um, I think the gospel, speaking the gospel is a language and we've got we to practice it to get better fluent at it. Um, and so it helps to have someone that you can, you can gospel back and forth. We will leave it at that. Uh, thank you, Hillary, for joining us. You're welcome. Hopefully, Element. Thank you. Uh, Did you have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, we will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Can't edit this. Can't say the Holy Spirit's like a pimple. <laughs> yeah, we should start with that. So the Holy Spirit's like a pimple, huh? I said, it's like sometimes like, I'm, like when, when you can't get to it and it just sits there, it's like, what do I do with it? I'm just going to ignore it like it's not there. Everybody knows it's it's there. it. just hurts. Mm-hmm. All the time. Everybody knows it's there. Everyone's staring at you. Yeah. <laughs>